Hello and welcome to the Pursuing Progress podcast, episode 46, where we have honest conversations to help us fall forward. And it's definitely been a while since my last uh, last podcast episode, and I you know, do apologize for that. And yeah, thing, a lot of things have happened and, you know, partly, and also partly because I've been kind of lazy with, yeah, podcasting in terms of just, I don't know, just gathering thoughts and providing some sort of structure, even though it might seem like the past few episodes have just been me kind of waffling around but yeah like it, a lot of yeah things have happened a lot of growing a lot of learning and a lot of yeah I think I don't know just kind of discovering myself and um yeah especially during this time of this pandemic and I think the main main kind of thing I've really been learning and taken away recently is just this whole thing about I think understanding you know, my, my like inner voice, I, I suppose. And, and the kind of constant story that I'm telling myself, um, telling about myself, sorry. And, and re- just realizing, yeah, I think how my voice has just been really kind of, yeah, like self-destructive, you know, it really self-sabotages, really in- increases my anxiety a lot. Um, you know, telling me that I can't do things and you know, things are a bad idea, like all these opportunities for growth are just a, you know, terrible idea. And, and it's just going to be yeah, like, it's just not going to end, end well for me. And so I shouldn't do it and, you know, avoid, avoid. And, and it, you know, as you, as I kind of thought about it and I think the past 45 podcast episodes have just been this kind of like projection and this kind of, um, this outlet for this inner voice to come out and to, yeah, it's a really kind of, yeah, like I took some time to just kind of listen back to those podcasts and just realize it's just this inner voice coming out of, you know, what I believe about myself and the story and the narrative that I was writing um, for myself. And, and yeah, like I realized how, what big of a part that it has taken to, yeah, like shape the way that I've gone about life and, and things like that. And, and it's been this overarching story for 2020, uh, for me. And I think like, yeah, like a, a frustration at the moment is just kind of like, you know, like we hear people you know, say, you know, 2020 has been really tough and pandemic and whatnot. And these people are people who, you know, are on TV are celebrities or people that are, you know, doing well off and people who, um, you know, on social media that, you know, then they haven't been as impacted, um, you know, before, you know, with this pandemic and, you know, they can't go outside or they can't, you know, <laughs> like enjoy the parties and festivals and things like that. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'll stop that tangent right there. But I think, I think with it being, you know, December 1st now, and I think in 30 days time, there's this whole, the whole new, New, New Year's Eve celebrations and welcome in the new year. Like, it's just going to be a bit of, you know, gloss taken off. And and this is totally a tangent, so, so bear with me. But, like, I think when we have the programs for, you know, New Year's and we have those presenters and, you know, people trying to kind of summarize or speak for everyone in terms of, you know, the story of this year and saying, oh, no, it's been tough for anyone and, you know, we're going to fight and we're going to, things are going to be better. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep going. And it, 
like it's it's a great because you know you want to when you're presenting and on tv you want to present this kind of unifying message but it's like although those things are true it's not as genuine as knowing and understanding people's stories and and actually you know being there to understand and empathize with how how tough it really is and so it's, it's just this kind of connection disconnection that i feel is going to be coming when you know you have people that are well off on tv to to tell you know to tell everyone that things are going to be okay and and things like that and you know this has been tough i'm going to fight through and you know their income they're not living paycheck to paycheck and they're not doing it tough and um and whatnot and they're most likely not the ones that have lost family members and, and things like that but maybe it's just a bit of my selfishness and um and probably anger and bitterness at the world but yeah I'll, I'll leave it at that and so i think yeah and and enough about that point sorry about that tangent and and so just recently i've just been getting into like just a lot of reading like um i've yeah just picked up reading because just this downtime and you know not working much and and things like that and i talked about in the previous podcast about you know wanting to potentially do a phd next year and so i've just been yeah this kind of inner drive and this inner motivation has just kind of really increased and um has really kind of stirred up to um to yeah to really get into reading to be educated about different things and that i potentially wanted to write my thesis about and and really get to the bottom of you know why i want to do my thesis and have that kind of provide the motivation and drive to be able to keep going because you know understanding and learning from the mistakes and you know things i went through through the masters uh, i think it was just important to yeah to really be clear on the things like the why the who and the what uh, and the hows of you know completing that thesis and having that really clear and knowing what my thesis is going to be about and um and and what i want to kind of say and and kind of compile together um so you know i've just been going on online and visiting different book bookstores to just yeah just buy books almost on impulse if it's kind of related to um things that i want to write about or the or to kind of put into the phd and and yeah and recently just found this kind of joy of of reading um like i never thought to say that because you know before you know during high school and university like reading was just not a joy to be had and i just really didn't understand you know why or how people could really enjoy reading it's so tedious you just sit there and look at a book um and and yeah i think now that i'm kind of into it it's it's been fascinating um to to really learn and i think the main thing that i've really learned from that is i think going back to the first point that knowing my inner voice and um you know that default voice that comes out is something somewhat um is a voice that's really you know devastating really damaging and really unhealthy i think reading has provided a great avenue um for for someone else someone else's voice to to come in and to kind of provide some guidance in this kind of period where your voice is really 
yeah, really damaging and causes a lot of anxiety. And especially if it's, you know, an author or, or someone who's, um, yeah, who's got a lot more wisdom, a lot more, you know, life experience or clinical experience and a lot more kind of emotional intelligence, uh, than me and, um, people that are much more mature and more considered in their response and the way that they think about things. Um, and so that kind of provides an avenue to learn and to kind of shape my voice to something a bit more constructive. Um, it's not always something, you know, always be positive, but it's always kind of, kind of thinking, Hey, like, how can we constructive? How can we learn from this particular situation? And, and one of the books that I've been reading is called happy by, um, Darren Brown and Darren Brown's this kind of like, um, yeah, I guess the word is like mentalist. Like he does a lot of things regarding kind of the human psyche and um, does all these like kind of grand performances that really kind of highlight, um, I think people's capacity to to change mentally. Um, like he's done, I think I talked about it before, like he's done shows where, you know, a like a really vivid, a really strong like Trump supporter who's against immigration would lay down his life for a Mexican immigrant. Um, and people who are in middle management, like, you know, pulling off a bank heist. Um, and, and so it's just realizing, you know, yeah. So he, he's, you know, really professional in that kind of area. And he, yeah. So he's, you know, he's well studied in, in the kind of field of you know, hypnosis and psychology and, um, and mind reading and things like that. And he's written this book about, you know, happiness and, and it's been really kind of refreshing to, to kind of read that it is about like 500 pages long. And I didn't think I would read a book that, you know, thick and, and huge, but I, I, I was really kind of fascinated by it and, and, you know, it eventually, I've eventually finished it and I was really kind of astounded, um, myself. And, and so it's really interesting to, to read through. So he writes about, you know, about a bit about like the kind of ancient history of, you know, pursuing happiness and, and things like that. So he talks through, you know, the philosophies of, you know, Plato, Socrates and the Epicureans and the, and the Stoics and the Stoics is what he kind of, um, and it builds up to, so like he himself is a, is a bit of a stoic and, um, just to kind of, yeah, like kind of separate your emotions, um, from the rational thoughts. So you're not overwhelmed by particular emotions that, you know, lead you to make really rash decisions. Um, you know, things, things such as trying to, you know, avoid anger. And we know how, you know, damaging anger can be because it's such a, um, such an interesting kind of emotion to, to study and to think about because in, in, in moments where we're angry, it's just this kind of raw emotion that, um, just takes away any, um, avenue or chance for rationality to, to come in. And it's such a huge, um, kind of thing that can really destroy us. Um, and, and so, you know, using our different strategies and, um, and things that we know to just try and avoid that, trying to reduce that, trying to min minimize that, um, has, yeah, has been really refreshing to, to read for sure. Um, and, you know, I think, and it also just talks about, you know, really 
knuckling down on the things that you can control in the situation because the world is messed up and the world is messy but you know things are things outside uh you know things that are outside of your control i think we we spend a lot of time and a lot of anxiety is increased and kind of fostered when we try to control things that are outside of our control um, and it just kind of leads to a lot of frustration and a lot of um, anger and disappointment and it's just creates this kind of stress in our lives that you know can yeah can be uh, kind of minimized or avoided and and so that has been a real kind of learning curve for me because you know I think before I was I would try so hard to try and um, you know win someone over or to look good in front of someone or to um, yeah to people please or to um, to do whatever and and really when you boil down to it like you really need to just focus on what you can control and those things are your thoughts and your actions like that is it um and so being able to read through that and you know go through all the kind of arguments of logic with that it's kind of like well yeah like why do i stress about the things that i can't control like winning someone's affection or um, what people think of me and, and things like that. It's like, well, narrate my own story. Um, I can govern my own thoughts. Um, I've worked my psych. I've got the strategies and skills to be able to do that. Um, you know, give myself space to be able to think properly and like be emotionally, um, like kind of reduce a lot of the emotion away from, um, you know, decision-making so that I am able to make you know, a wiser decision um, when faced with a particular kind of event or, or situation. And and that's like to have that boil down to that has just really opened things up for me and to just realize that that kind of mature maturity in response was just so um, like easy to get to, but it was just so, it was just, all the things on my trauma, all my background, all my past, all my history has just kind of clouded that kind of thing that I was been able that I've been wanting to to see for a long time to just really, yeah, keep keep things that simple of just, um, yeah, just control your thoughts and your actions, and you know whatever comes will come, and so when it came to yeah doing certain things like um, you know calling my supervisor to kind of have a get together for a bit of a celebration for the graduation um was something i never thought i'd I'd do because i was just someone who's so about people pleasing and 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 was just thinking oh no they're way too busy they don't have time for me i'm i'm just a little you know blip in the radar a little notch in the belt or whatnot or whatnot like they don't want to give up their time to um they've got you know bigger and better things and more important things to do than to hang out with me kind of thing and, and it's just kind of like, well, that's, that's me thinking for them. That's me speaking their, their mind, even though I don't know them that, um, that well to be able to do that, although I shouldn't be doing that. Um, and so I was just like, Hey, like just made a group and I was just like, Hey, let's, uh, make time to have a drink and have some food. Um, had my online graduation. It'd be good. Good to see you guys. And, you know, they responded well. They're just like, hey, yes, awesome. That's a great idea. That's 
let's make it happen. And, you know, a few, a few weeks ago, um, yeah, like we, we had that meeting and, and it went well. And, um, I think just from that little kind of interaction, it was just kind of like, Hey, like I really, it, it was really kind of highlighted how much I spoke for other people, even though it wasn't my place to. And, and that has been a really big, um, point of, of learning for me because it, it was definitely my downfall during my masters. It was definitely my downfall during my past relationship and, and, you know, my the past, you know, 26 years of my life. And, and so it's just been a really kind of nice t- turning point, I suppose. And, and it's been really nice to, to do that and to, you know, yeah, like be okay just putting yourself out there and not allowing other people's thoughts or opinions to dictate whether I do something or not. Like, of course, there's going to be people that, you know, will respond uh, negatively and, and things like that. And, you know, sometimes it's well-intentioned and, you know, they're in the right place to do that. And, and so like the book also talks about like, Hey, like you don't want to be in this place of just, you know, blocking, you know, ignoring the haters and, and, <laughs> and, and not taking anything unless it's positive about you. Cause that's how you build kind of ignorance and, and blind spots. And so if someone, you know, comes, you know, and gives kind of negative feedback or constructive feedback, like take it for what it's worth and, you know, always have, um, you know, a bit of a filter over it all lens with it and know where it's coming from and try to understand that and, and whether it's something that's valuable and whether it's worth listening to. And, and, and yeah, like that's how you're going to grow properly. Cause you know, if you have all these yes people, um, around you, it's just going to create so much, like it will create growth for sure. You'll feel great about yourself, but there's, there'll be so many cracks within, you know, that foundation that, you know, you'll, you'll, uh, yeah, you'll find yourself out, um, in the end. Um, and so, so yeah, I think, so I don't know if you're someone who's been listening to, you know, the past 45 podcasts and been keeping up with me, but, um, yeah, like it, I'm, I'm sure it's pretty evident, um, in those episodes that you can probably see the story that I was telling myself or the kind of narrative that runs through all those different, um, what do you call it? Like episodes, (laughs) the same kind of threads, same kind of trend and narrative. And so, you know, early on it was just about, you know, like, um, yeah, like, I think it was just all about struggle and, and mistakes and being defined by them. And, and it was just this real kind of loser mentality. You know, one of the episodes was called loser mentality. Um, and you know, I just was someone that just didn't take criticism as well and didn't take mistakes well. And, and like, it's complicated the whole like psyche behind that. And, you know, the trauma and childhood that has kind of led me up to be that kind of person back then of just being so sensitive towards, um, criticism and mistakes and, and failing, um, you know, and early last year with the whole fallout from the relationship, I was just kind of like, well, that was my final mistake. I'm done for. That's where it led to kind of really negative and really depressing, um, thoughts and, and narratives about myself. 
like I got, you know, I got suicidal, um, after the breakup and, you know, um, you know, after that whole fallout, it was just kind of like, this is my final mistake. I'm going to be forever labeled by this. Um, and, and in that was just such, yeah, like speaking directly for other people, um, yeah, just straight up assuming that people would hate me, people would alienate me, people would ostracize me for, for that. And, um, and yeah, like I never, like some, some people did, but, um, <laughs> but it, like there are still people that, you know, talk to me. So it's just like, Hey, there's evidence that this is not true. Um, and yeah, like it was a really damning time. Um, a self damning time and and it's just really devastating and i know like i know i'm not alone in this um being defined by mistakes or the being defined by people's opinions of you especially after a mistake and like we know you know um the whole thing about you know people always have opinions and things to say and that's the whole thing about you know free speech and being able to have dialogue and to exchange ideas and, and thoughts and things like that. And, you know, you're not going to please everybody. And, and so sometimes these kind of negative responses will happen, especially if you make mistakes. Um, and you know, that's, um, you know, for that person to, to particularly work through that, you know, why are they so quick to just point the finger and, and judge is, you know, as if they're on a, you know, perfect streak and they've got their life together, um, you know, and it just threw out so much anger towards, you know, church, which is, um, yeah, like, which hasn't been too great, but I think it's, you know, I think giving a bit of time to kind of understand where they're coming from and, and things like that. And, you know, how their life experiences, you know, shape them to kind of project different, um, ideas and thoughts and opinions about, you know, making mistakes like that. And so, yeah, like that part of my story was one of just kind of thinking that I'm done because of the one, uh, mistake that I made that I, I'm done for, and there's no forgiveness. I'm, I'm done. Um, you know, like, you know, like I'm a, I'm a Christian and I believe in, um, Jesus and, you know, eternal life and, and salvation through that. And, you know, with that overwhelming story and that voice that I was having, like I, I, I just straight up got to the point of just believing that I've lost my salvation and I'm going to hell. Um, after, you know, 18 years of church, like I'm, I'm done. Um, it's over for me. And that was a real loss of identity. Um, that was, just <laughs> this real ugly mess of just who I was. <laughs> and yeah, like that story is so negative. And I know, yeah, I know people who struggle with this as well. And it's, you know, some maybe have, you know, gone one step further than I have. Um, and, you know, some people believe that and just hold on to that kind of helplessness and, you know, they, they develop this and, you know, that learned helplessness that, you know, things are over and things will never look good and things will never be positive again. And, and yeah, like, I think, um, yeah, like a lot of, 
the different, um, uh, I guess like episodes are just very, yeah, just negative as I look through it now. Um, you know, when I talked about, you know, like friendships, like, like I talk about how I lost all these friendships and, you know, and all that and how I was just so unworthy anymore and talk about job interviews where, you know, things went wrong and, you know, they're just, you know, it, it sucks on the employer that they're missing out on me cause I'm awesome. And, um, you know, sucked into them if, you know, that new, <laughs> new employee, like messes up or, you know, causes a lot of drama and politics. Cause you know, I'm not about that. Um, you know, trying to break the cycle of trauma is just kind of like, yeah, there's so much like weight and responsibility. Cause everyone's like jing me out to be like, Hey, like, you know, your father made mis- this mistake. You're going to be the one who breaks the cycle and, and starts this like new generation of, um, good men in your family. And it's just kind of like, well, no, <laughs> I'm stupid. I, I, I'm, I'm dumb. I can't do that. Um, that's too much <laughs> for me. Um, and then when I did the purpose driven life series, it was just all these things that were just kind of clashing against my soul and, and the thoughts at the time, um, you know, the stuff to be, you know, best friends with God and doing things to glorify his name and for his pleasure and, um, finding belonging, how important belonging is. And, um, that's why you need to be in community and protect your church and protect your church community. And it's just kind of like, well, my church community abandoned me and yeah, this sucks. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, like for those that have listened to my podcast, it's, it's, um, I know it's been super negative and, and, you know, back even before the podcast, I did blogs and that was even more negative and, and, and yeah, like in part I do, um, yeah, like wish I didn't, you know, post those or, you know, really, um, entertain those. Um, but in a sense of just kind of like, Hey, like this, this year, you know, these past you know, just over 12 months, you know, have been super negative and it is just a bit of a ref- reflection on where things are at at the moment and, you know, at the time. Um, and so, you know, it's the ups and downs of life and, you know, the first motto, the motto of the, um, this whole podcast of having these honest conversations, um, is about, Hey, like, you know, thing, <laughs> there will be times in life where, uh, you'll be overwhelmed by things, whether it's by, by yourself and or how you perceive different things or your anxiety or your depression or things happening to people you love or, or things like that, where you might get sent into a really negative space. And, and it's really important to have those conversations to be able to, um, yeah, to feel safe, to be able to talk about these things without feeling like judgment or feel like, ah, oh, here he goes again with his negatory, you know, negative Nancy kind of thing. Negative Nelly. Sorry. Like I know a Nancy, I shouldn't say <laughs> negative Nelly. Um, and you know, I think it would be really frustrating to, to listen to a podcast cause you know, people are starting to get into podcasts now, which is nice. And, um, yeah, to, to hear a podcast about someone who's just whining about, you know, Oh, my mistakes. I hate myself. I'm going to be forever defined by them and I can't achieve success. Like I'll never be able to complete a PhD. Um, you know, I'll never find love again because who's going to accept me for who I am and my mistakes and, 
and you know there's no way i can leave a legacy like i've got an asterisk next to my name you know for all my achievements and a lot of this is just kind of really like imagined and um me talking for someone else or me kind of <laughs> predicting the future even though i can't do that and and that must be really frustrating to to listen to um i i definitely would be and like I've, I've spoken to people who probably are in a, not probably, they are in a more negative space than I am. And, and at times it's just kind of like, man, get your, get your stuff together. <laughs> like things are okay. And, and it's in that moment of, you know, um, like where you notice and realize that and you're probably like, well, probably a lot of people are saying that about me. It's just like, man, things are not that bad. You do not have to take your life. Um, you know, take your own life, like, you know, you can, you've got what it takes to be able to work through this, and there's so much hope for you, you're still young, you can make these mistakes, um, there are people out there that believe in you, and don't define you by these mistakes, and um, people are a lot more loving and encouraging than you, um, than you give them credit for, and this kind of pessimism is weighing you down, and, and it's, and it's just odd, and it's something that's been, uh, written about in the book happy um you know that you know you realize yeah you really don't care for yourself as much as you care about others um you know like he talks about this story about you know one of his friends who's really scared of heights that goes they go skiing and they go to that kind of like lift thing that you go that carries you up in the mountains and like his like his friend was really kind of distressed about it and and then when it came to, and then they were seated with another kind of couple or someone and, or something. And, and I think the, the girl or something was just really like in a worse kind of state about heights. And, you know, because it, you know, the thing was kind of shaking and moving around and creaking a little bit. So stirring a lot of like stress and anxiety. And she was clearly just, um, not okay. But what that created in, in um, Darren's friend was just this kind of this bravery that just came through and um, like it just empowered him to go over to, to you know to the girl in distress and be like hey like I know it's tough but you know like I'm, I'm scared out of my you know <laughs> I'm scared out of my head as well um, but like everything's gonna be okay just learn to breathe it's gonna be okay we're gonna arrive and and yeah to all of a sudden have this kind of armor to be able to tackle, you know, something that was already distressing him, um, already and to be able to help, um, other people. Um, and so it's, yeah, like, it's really fascinating, um, that, you know, the way you care about other people is so, so much higher than <laughs> the way you care for yourself. And, I think just taking a bit of time to understand that and see that clearly so that you can start to kind of wind that back and be like, Hey, like, what if I was someone else? How would I care for myself, care for me if I saw me in that state? And, you know, with that in mind, like it changes the whole narrative. Um, you know, someone who's crying to you, like you, you, you become the best listener. You become the best, like, you know, listening ear uh, for them. Like you become a shoulder to cry on. You, you're empathetic. You, uh, you want to see them out of it, and you want to encourage and embolden them to 
you know, take the next steps that are not, you know, in this slump. And I think just realizing it and trying to turn it back on yourself and, you know, imagine you're a security camera and you're seeing you on the screen, um, you know, take that perspective and, and, you know, care for yourself in, in the way that you would. Um, and, and yeah, like I think reading the, the book and, and different kind of, um, reflections and, and thoughts and talking with other people, it's just been the sense of kind of liberation that, um, yeah, like the weight of, you know, uh, the weight that it took on from other people that it just wasn't my business to, um, just loading that off has just been really, really nice um, <laughs> to the soul. <laughs> and, and I guess it's, yeah, like a really important lesson for all of us to learn. And I know it's hard with, you know, with our kind of tendency to want to compare with other people with social media and, and things like that and all the whole kind of conundrum and the whole kind of can of words when it comes to social media. And so, yeah, like just doing, just focusing on your thoughts and your actions and just focusing on what you can control um, does take a lot of light load off and has definitely kind of facilitated a lot of growth and a lot of kind of, um, I think, natural serotonin. Um, so like, hopefully maybe I don't need to um, go on such a high dose of antidepressants um, you know, with a lot of stress and anxiety and, and depression kind of lifted from this kind of shift in perspective, um, and, you know, cleaning stuff, cleaning up things about my lifestyle. Well, um, things about like sleep and, um, and diet and exercise and things like that. Like things are kind of building up quite nicely. Um, and so, so yeah, it's going for 33 minutes. Um, and so like, yeah, like, um, back to that kind of first tangent that I talked about, I tried to bring it back and make it a part of the main point. Um, yeah, like, you know, this, this year, I think when you talk to people about this year, I think there's just this kind of general acknowledgement and agreeance that it just sucks for everybody. Uh, when you talk about, oh, you know, like COVID has been tough and there's just this kind of empathy that the other person or whoever, you know, whoever you're talking to, like a group or something, there's just this kind of, yeah, this understanding that life has been really tough and, and that empathy has been really nice to, to experience with, um, you know, with people when, yeah, like when you go through through things together, for sure, it creates this understanding and this communication and this connection um, as well. And it's, yeah, like it creates a talking point and it creates dialogue and conversation and, and um, moments of encouragement as, as well. And, you know, when everyone's doing it tough, I think people naturally try and find ways to make it... Um, yeah, like better for you or try to kind of help each other get through it. Um, which has been really nice to see, you know, uh, in terms of like our response, like you know, early on in the pandemic when we were, um, yeah, where our care and concern and our caution, you know, learn towards people who are struggling with mental health or, or people who are, have those chronic conditions or those in aged care or a bit elderly, um, they were a lot more considerate towards those, those people because there's this understanding of, of you know, this suffering experience um, and the kind of, you know, 
the change that have happened to their lives because of it. You know, there's, you know, this development of a bit of fear uh, from those that, you know, have current conditions or are a bit elderly, you know, their lifestyle um, has kind of dramatically changed. Um, and, and so with that understanding, it just creates a bit more, um, I don't know, understanding, um, which was, which is much kind of needed. Um, yeah, just for people in general, but it's, yeah, in a way it has, it feels like it's brought uh, people together. Like I'm not out there understanding people, um, that well, but it, it seems like the case, you know, there's always a bit of messiness with you know, politics and, um, you know, all the restrictions and government interventions and things like that. But, um, on the whole, when there is that understanding between, you know, uh, peer to peer, it is quite, um, quite good. And it's taken a pandemic for us to get here to, to have understanding of, of the other person. Um, but it's here nonetheless. And so it's been, um, yeah, it has been tough, but you know, if we give ourselves the time to change our perspective, it, and look for the constructive and look for the positive it is um it does give a sense of hope and and hope is something that will keep us going um and you know if we lose hope like if there's no yeah um you know if we lose hope we lose a, a lot <laughs> and and so it's not very i think it hope is something we need to hold on to um a lot otherwise we yeah we lose ourselves um and we lose meaning we lose purpose um i think quick little tangent in the book was just talking about like if you were to live eternally um you know stay the same age and whatnot i think you would just lose a lot of meaning and purpose like if you didn't there's no end to like like the chapter was talking about death and you know, if you live forever, like, I think there would just be this, I don't know, just this kind of ceiling or this kind of plateau in, in terms of like meaning and purpose and value in, in, in life that ultimately you just want to not be there anymore, which is a really interesting thing to talk about. Um, and, and so like we, I think as I think about it, we, I realized that you know, humans are, are people that are really engaged in, in stories. Um, you know, we, in school, we, we learn about, you know, like history, people's stories of an account of what happened. And, um, you know, Aboriginal people have, um, you know, their story of, of creation and, and things like that. And think you know, their oral tradition, something that they passed down. Um, and, and, you know, the way we create stories or, you know, storytelling, um, is something that really gets us, you know, there's been this, the kind of this revival of, you know, kind of different, um, me mediums of, um, of storytelling, whether it's through, through books, through movies, through YouTube, through musicals now, you know, with Hamilton and all, all the things, there's just this, been this massive kind of increase in, you know, interest in storytelling, um, through the different kind of art and things like that. And, and so, 
yeah, I think the original thing that I was talking about, sorry about that. Um, yeah, like, you know, when we have that countdown to the fireworks, if we have fireworks or whatnot, um, you know, there'll be these presenters that be like, you know, talking about the story of this year and, and trying to provide this some sort of unifying message um, to us all. Um, but, you know, they're, they're not doing it as tough as um, some people are. And, um, and I think it's, I think it's really, it's probably more worth it um, for everyone to be able to share their story on, on, you know, um, you know, on a particular platform, whatever it is, whether through podcasts or writing or, um, or blogs or, you know, articles or, or whatnot to, um, to share your story. And, and, you know, there's so much to learn from everyone. And I think your story is yours to be told, not to be summarized by someone on TV, um, I think that's the, the main point that I was getting at. Um, and and I guess I'll share one of the kind of really big major things that I found uh, reading the book that I did um, was this study by this Australian nurse that, you know, interviewed people on their deathbeds or in palliative care and aged care about kind of the top, ref, you know, top five kind of regrets in life. And regret is a really strong um, emotion, strong negative emotion that I, you know, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy if I had a worst enemy. Um, you know, um, so these are the people who, you know, have lived their life and, um, you know, in retrospect, you know, given their answer towards what they regret the most. And I'll go through them now. So the first one is wish they had the courage to live their own life. Uh, second is, you know, they wish they didn't they hadn't worked so hard. Um, number three, they wish they had the courage to express their own feelings. Number four, they they wish they stayed in touch with their friends. Number five, um, they wish they let themselves be happy. And and yeah, you know, a lot of our worth, a lot of our happiness is sometimes just strung along by something artificial, something external to us. Uh, whether it's money, success, or, you know, different relationships and, and whatnot. And, you know, it, like you want to keep up with the Joneses or want to maintain some sort of status quo. And, and it's not, most times it's at the risk of your own kind of happiness. Um, and like knowing that these are the top five regrets of people who've lived, you know, their lives, they're 60, 70, 80, 90, maybe a hundred years old. Um, and, you know, knowing that we can, we have it within us to be able to change the story that we tell about ourselves and we have it within us to make those decisions, to build up to something. Um, I'm going to start reading the, um, book called, um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And yeah, we'll be talking about how to build habits towards you know, things that really give you joy and, and purpose and, and not to be. And this discipline that kind of grants you freedom to be able to um, do those things like pursue that happiness or live the life that you wanted to, to live and to be able to express your feelings and stay in touch with friends and uh, and not not to have those top regrets, you know, haunt you at, you know, when you're facing that similar situation as well. And so, yeah, I think yes, to to conclude, it's just, I think, knowing that, yeah, this, like your story is yours to be told and 
and you know you want to be able to um, have you know majority of control um over it you know there'll be stuff that's outside of control and um you know the stuff we act on emotions and, and impulse for sure but i think there is if we are able to yeah just give yourselves a bit more you know control over your thoughts and actions and how that plays out and how you respond to the different obstacles and, and things of life um and you know if you have a kind of clear goal and purpose that you want to you know kind of work towards and and you know you put the habits in and you put those disciplines in to make those happen i think it will yeah it would be a really kind of fascinating story for you know people to to read about or to hear about and and that that in itself um, will be a legacy and i think it's and a legacy is something that we all want to kind of leave behind um something that outlives you we want to contribute like work towards something that will that is bigger than us that will extend beyond us um and yeah like a legacy doesn't have to be this grand thing that you know you have to you know be so well known that they make a statue out of you or or anything like a legacy doesn't have to you know be for the masses legacy for can be with the people that you know know you and love you and it you know the book also you know the book happy talks about you know i think when you lose a loved one and the memories are are with you um you know you visit different places or you hear a particular um piece of music that reminds you of them like that's the legacy that you leave behind for the (laughs) friends that you have and you know if they're constantly wondering oh like i wish so-and-so was here or what would they do if they were here like that's the legacy that you've left behind and and so it doesn't have to be this grand gesture like you don't have to you know have you know one australian of the year won a nobel prize or um you know saved a you know (laughs) saved 10 kids from a burning house (laughs) um like it's just these little things to you know be a force of good to the people around you to be um, encouraging towards those that are struggling and to to be kind to be loving to be um, compassionate and gracious towards the people around you and that will live long long past um, yourself and um, and so you don't have to overthink what a legacy is um, and so you know and you've got the you've got what it takes, um, to make it happen. Um, and so, yeah, before I ramble on some more, I'll cut it off there. Um, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, to, to, yeah, I guess just what I've learned and hopefully you've learned as well, or you've been reminded of, um, and to, yeah, to just really focus on, on you and what you can control. Um, and you know, be, Um, you know, build yourself towards something great, um, you know, with the new year coming up. Um, so I'll leave that there for now. Um, I appreciate and love each and every one of you. Um, well, until next time, I'll see you in the next episode. Uh, Like I've forgotten the outro already. Um, all right. (laughs) Love and peace. Um, wait, no, love and peace to you all. 
Um, and we'll uh, see you in the next episode. Bye.